Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back to Season 4 of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sam. Good afternoon, hockey fans. And you know us, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Sam? Well, you know, it's been a long day. It's a long day at work. Um, work <laughs> That's sigh. That sigh alone. Yeah. I work at a local <laughs> rec center and, you know... We have we have kids events there, right? So let's say let's say that there's only one person who's in charge of this one thing, and that one person forgets that something's scheduled today. Um, I, I'll be specific in a second, but like, man, they just threw a wrench into our whole situation for like a half hour, hour, hour and a half maybe beyond that just like yeah there was a there was an unscheduled birthday party happening today <laughs> at the Y and uh and all of a sudden everyone's just having to scramble like people are watching people are in kid watch that you know that are supposed to be working at the front desk somebody some kids got a concussion from the flag football games that's happening outside um they're having to blow up a bounce house in the basketball gym because it's raining here. And so just like the person who was in charge of birthday parties forgot that there was one happening today. So people showed up at like 1130 being like, Hey, I'm here for the birthday party. And the rest of us are like, uh, what? <laughs> so, you know, just when one person just forgets part of their job and just leaves the rest of us hanging, I'm sure that doesn't happen to anybody else in the audience whatsoever. You know, yeah, never, or you, or me, or your wife, or anybody, but, so it's been a long day. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it sounds like, I think, I think everyone in the audience has probably been there at one point or another, it's like, wait, this hasn't been done? Oh, hell. Like, uh, like Like anyone who works now. (laughs) (laughs) If you work in an office, somebody who missed a big project or set up for a meeting can happen if you work. In a restaurant, you know, or if you're like the openers versus uh, closers, if you're walking in and you're, dude, I've been into like, even when I was in Copenhagen where, you know, you walk in and you think, okay, it's, you don't want to be there. It's work. And you realize there's a group of 15 coming in for a meeting and they're using the back room and you're like, yo, I'm solo. I'm the bartender and bartender where it's like, you know, what the okay there's there's cutting corners and then there's stupid 
And <laughs> the place I worked at in Copenhagen was borderline stupid. Uh, you cannot have one bartender running the show for the restaurant and the bar and room service and meetings. One person. Was that you? Yeah. Well, that's just not me. That's just how they operate Mondays and Sundays. And I'm like, y'all do realize though, we have guests all the time. <laughs> Every and day. So yeah. So if 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 you're the bartender and you know you have six, seven, eight, nine people at the bar, that's not that big of a deal. You're solo, it's not great, but you know, and this isn't like a bar where people just want beers, they want their fancy cocktails. And then you start having people sit down in the restaurant. And people call them for room service. And then people start getting upset because you can't make their drinks quick enough. People getting more upset. And and honestly, the one chef they'd have on, because it's a Sunday or Monday. Why have two when you can have one chef? Getting upset that you're not bringing out the food quick enough. And then people call down and say, like, I tried calling and you weren't answering. Yeah, because we're a five-star hotel that operates on a one-star budget. So, so I won't name the hotel, but it was like just the idiocracies. And of course... Me and the the lead bartender both quit because of it. Um, and then it took a couple months for them to really, really, really understand that, okay, you need at least a server. At least a server. At least hire a second person that day. You know, because ah, you get that meeting of 15, you know, circling back to what you said in the first place. You walk in, you get that meeting of 15, you're like, I don't have time to even just like prep the bar or like cut the limes do all that stuff if i'm going to be catering to 15 people that are very demanding you know this isn't a this is a again a big nice hotel so if somebody books a room they expect basically almost one person to be almost catering to them the whole time and you're like uh yeah you're kind of like my side you're kind of like my side hustle today. I don't know why you're bothering me for more water, more tea. Can we get more hot coffee? But we won't want this coffee. It's like, <sighs> and then they're getting upset with you. And they're like, oh, you, you don't have the Riesling we like. It's like, no. What Riesling do you like? You know, I, I have this great. Instead of you yeah. having to read your mind. <laughs> yeah. I have this great Orento. You know, it's Portuguese, probably in my opinion, better than the Riesling that you like. But, uh, uh, you know, oh, well, I'm just going to have to talk to somebody else about it. I am the one you talk to about it. Unless you want to talk to the front desk girl. And trust me, she doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> you know, so, uh, we, uh, we all have had, of course, dude, even office stuff. Yeah, You come in there and you're just working on a project and then someone comes in there and just I had a boss at my one job that came in there and I, I knew it. I knew it when he had a smile on his face. Cause it wasn't a smile. Like he was happy. It was a smile. Like he was waiting for me not to explode. He's like, <laughs> I got a project for you. I'm like, no. Like my first answer is no. Can you have it done by four? No, my God. No, <laughs> this is like, this is a good four or five days solely focus on justice alone to get the stats right. And you want me, I just came back from lunch. You want me to have this done by four. And you you want me to get this done in four hours. All of this. I have faith in you. Well, faith doesn't give me more time. Do you want it done right or do you want it done fast? Well, can it you do give no, me I an can't. extra arm that would probably be necessary? <laughs> yeah, I, I, can't, I can't do both. If it, like, no, if this is a four day project, you're giving me four hours to do. The information's going to be brutal at best. 
I can get it done, but you weren't, you're not going to like the results. And I do not want to hear ups, how upset you are. If I really am off the mark. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, anyway, we should talk about hockey, man, because yeah. that's what the hockey. <laughs> you know what? Though, before we break into hockey too, have you been watching any of the, uh, the football, any of the NCAA? Okay. Admittedly, I was following the games a little bit earlier today. Uh, while I was at work, um, specifically just the Georgia game, because that was really the only one I cared about. Um, although I was watching the, uh, I was following the uh, Oregon and Washington game last night because my dad, my dad's went to dubs, so he was happy. But yeah, the fact that Alabama actually beat Georgia in what was a good game, I don't know what is going to happen with the playoff now. But man, it becomes so much <laughs> interesting in some ways. In yeah. some ways, but like. At the same time, it's like it should be it should be interesting to see what they decide the final four to be, because if Michigan and Florida State can can win their respective games, then obviously they're in Washington's in. And then I just don't know who the fourth is. I think Michigan and Washington are 100 percent. in. like, I think they're both like 90 something percent. But Florida State, if they lose, they're out. What's that? What if Michigan loses to Iowa, though? Oh, fair enough. <laughs> it won't fair happen, enough. but, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love if they did. Right. <laughs> I love the shakeup. Uh, I mean, right now, it's not looking great. I don't know. You listeners have already known what's happened, but for us here, it's halftime. And then probably one of the worst games I've seen so far, Punt Fest 2023. It's, it's, it's bad, man, between Florida State and – uh Oh, my brain's slipping up and yeah, Louisville. Sorry, my brain. I'm like, I'm looking at the white helmet, but and so yeah, it's three nothing. Oh, no, oh, it's bad. 11 <laughs> punts and 10 first downs. God, why? Yeah, oh, it's so bad. So, I'm really hoping it picks up in the second half. And uh, we should probably, if, if I'm gonna watch the second half, talk to our uh, listeners here about um, I mean, I may be doing US... a service by making this drag on a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with how bad this game is, I'm probably not missing anything and come the third quarter there. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've been all over the college football. So if this is the last year that uh, that four team format that they have, and they're going to go to that more expanded playoff format next year, which I'm really excited about. I'm not really, really excited at all about these super conferences. I think this is a horrible mistake and it's going to yeah. backfire. It's just going to be the, it's going to become, in my opinion, the junior NFL without the players getting paid. I mean, they, uh, they get in a NIL stuff, but you know, it's, it's still not the same, obviously, but yeah, just, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, as someone who's always been on the West coast and like been a PAC 12 PAC 10 fan for a long time, like seeing the conference I grew up in just absolutely decimated is like, Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's not exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> no. And I don't want to see, I don't know. I maybe um I don't think okay, I don't think college football fans want to see. I don't think I'm there's gonna be college football fans that wanna see these super conferences. And for those that do, watch the NFL. Yeah. I want I liked the regional conferences, the long term matchups that you know it, it it's not gonna be I I just think it's gonna turn into this you know, well, Florida State plays Washington this week, and that just becomes, you know, there's no real. I mean, Cal is going to the ACC. Like, Cal and Stanford yeah. are all the way across the country. 
to it's play a, and, SMU or whatever. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who we're playing, but it doesn't matter. Dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like you kind of knew who the bulk of your teams you'd face were, which is what kind of makes the sport that those rivalries make the sport. And uh, I don't know. You just see. You know, well, what do the people want to see? No, it's not what do the people want to see. It's what's going to make the most money for the networks. Let's be honest. This isn't about what us fans want to see. This is about how much money the networks can make. And that's and what it's, it's boiling down to. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, if we put Notre Dame against anybody, that that's going to be a moneymaker because it's Notre Dame. Um, and, you know, we can have Georgia facing off against Utah and, you know, let's just forget again, forget everything that kind of has been for so many years. When you saw a team shift before, it was okay, kind of dramatic, kind of a big deal. Now it's just going to become a couple super conferences, and it's going to be really hard for teams to, and programs to develop further if they're going to be dealing with these, these universities that get all this money and these networks that make all this money off the backs of these players. I just, uh, I just don't want it to ruin college football because it's like I love college football so much more than I like the NFL, which is probably why I like junior hockey so much more than I like the NHL at this point. It's because there's more passion in the game. There's there's you got the bands, you got everything happening. You can hear the crowd. And when it comes to the NFL, it's I don't know, it's kind of stale. It's yeah, it's just nowhere near as much fun. And that's the NHL is the same way. The NHL can be periodically fun but i prefer junior hockey there's more passion in these games and there's less consistency with the passion across the nhl because there's so many teams that either have some combination of a bad roster or a fan base that is tired and doesn't care anymore and like or just or just doesn't have good attendance you know in the case of you know say winnipeg but like there's just there's so much more ability to see the passion that as at these you know, USPHL and NCDC levels, basically. So I don't know. It, I can definitely see the parallels of why you like, why you like the, the quote unquote, you know, the, the stepping stone leagues instead of the, yeah. the major leagues, you know? Yeah. I like to see these, uh, these players, you know, get their dreams. I like seeing them get drafted, get yeah. that payday. Uh, but uh, ultimately it, it's, it really is the, these stepping stone leagues that, you know, make those big leagues what they are as these players develop in these leagues. And uh, you, you get to see them at these, you know. And first of all, it's way cheaper, man. You ever go to like, I, I'm just going to pick on the Ogden Mustangs because it's the team that got me into junior hockey. But for, you know, I think the tickets were 10 bucks, beers were five bucks, hot dogs were 250. Uh, maybe prices have changed in the last two years. It's been a couple of years since I gone to a Mustangs game. Probably not um, anything crazy though. That sounds that sounds yeah. about parallel, like what with what it should be. Yeah, and that's what I think. You know, hockey fans and and fans of maybe just thinking about getting into hockey maybe miss out on is the junior level is way more affordable. You can get a lot closer to the ice. You know, you can usually sit ice level or yeah, yeah, you can be right in and right in on it. They usually have a lot more. Um, events where you can actually meet the players for those that want to go out there and skate with the players and have their kids skate with the players and, you know, launch stuff into the, uh, the crowd, like the free t-shirts and stuff. I just think it's a, a a better level of hockey that I'd rather follow. And that's why we love talking about these athletes, man. So uh, we should talk, probably talk about our uh, USPHL after dark standouts of the month. 
standouts for the month of November. So we're to start at the blue line once again. Who are your defenders of the month for the month of November? Well, our uh, Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast, US Patreon After Dark Defenders of the Month, start with number 10 from the San Diego Sabres, the 05 from Quebec, Jacob Taron. Hopefully, I hope I'm saying that right. If not, Jacob, just reach out. You know, in five games played, he had a goal and five assists. You know, he only actually played a handful of games. He'd probably been higher on this list, but I think he missed about half the month. Uh, but when he was on the ice, he was extremely noticeable doing uh, doing what he needs to do there on the blue line. So number 10. And number nine, it's going to be from your Rogue Valley Royals, the 04 from Breckenridge, Colorado, Blaze Ebbinghouse. With eight games played, he had a goal and two assists. At number eight, Diego Flota from the Ontario Junior Reign, the 03 from Regina, Saskatchewan, played 10 games and uh, put up three goals and two assists. At number seven, Ryder Heskett from the San Diego Sabres, the 03 from Torrance, California, and seven games played, put up three goals and two assists. And uh, at number six, Tanner Hampton from the Bellingham Blazers, the 05 from Denver, Colorado, nine games played, posted a goal and no assists. At number five, Joseph Posh, the Casper Roughneck, the 03 from Czechia, and eight games played, posted a goal and six assists. At number four, Felix Cariander, part of the Swedish quartet from the Fresno Monsters, the 03 from Sweden, and 13 games played, posted four goals and nine assists. At number three, Peter Kanapka from the Seattle Totems, the 03 from Kalispell, Montana, and seven games posted two assists. And at number two, Stephen Blangino, last month's Outstanding Defender of the Month. The 03 from Pribom, Czechia, in 13 games played, seven goals and 17 assists. And who is going to be your number one USPHL Defender of the Month, Chris? Well, our uh, Defender of the Month is going to be from the Ontario Junior Reign, the 03 from Mound, Minnesota. Cooper Cantola. In 10 games played, he posted two goals and seven assists. Just had a great month, man, doing what he needs to do there on the blue line and still contributing offensively. So Cooper Cantola is the USPHL After Dark Defender of the Month. Let's take a moment to recognize the sponsor for this episode, and that's going to be DraftKings. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. If you check out the action right now, my Washington Capitals have a plus 1.5 advantage over Steve's Arizona Coyotes. So definitely download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus specs expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademark of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023, all rights reserved. We want to thank DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. So, Sam, you are going to be talking about our forwards of the month for November. Let's list them off. A couple of familiar faces here, and, uh, you know, specifically maybe for my fantasy team, not going to lie. But um, we're going to start at number 10 from the Ontario Junior Reign, the 04 out of Grand Prairie, Alberta, Reese Doyle 
who put up 15 points, including five goals, 10 assists, and 10 games played. Over a point per game, great great showing there. From the Casper Roughnecks, the 05 out of Laval, Quebec. Kanenga Mangala, 10 points on the month, two goals, eight assists, and 10 games played. Got to see him when Casper came to visit back in October, and he was flying all over the ice, so not surprising to see him here. Another player who's fly, flying over the ice, Trevor Lukes uh, from the Seattle Totems at number eight, the 03 out of Marysville, Washington. Put up 12 points, one goal, 11 assists in six games played. Wow, that's not not a very large number of games. From the San Diego Sabres, the 05 out of Mirabel, Quebec, Tristan Frizzato put up eight points, four goals, four assists in seven games played. At number six, we got from the Ontario Junior Reign, the 03 out of Mascowis. I believe, I think it's Muscoc, Muscos. Oh, God, I think I had this down before. Muscos, Mus- now I'm just screwing it up, man. Muscow, I'm down, I'm out, I'm tapping out. <laughs> yeah, Caden uh, LaRock Wolf, a familiar <laughs> name for your fantasy team, uh, putting up 14 points in, in 10 games, eight goals, six assists. At number five from the Seattle Totems, the 04 out of California, Luke Anthony put up 13 points, nine goals, four assists in seven games played and earned himself a call up to the tier two Rock Springs Grizzlies. So congratulations, congratulations Luke. Yeah, absolutely. He, Luke, he Luke's and um, well, uh, the, the number, the player number four were one heck of a line the last time that the Royals played Seattle. So speaking of the Totems from the Totems, the 06 out of Rancho Cucamonga, California. Uh, we got Seth Morris put up 10 points, four goals, six assists. Uh, at number three from Skelleftia, Sweden, the 03 from the Fresno Monsters, Oliver Berlin Sostrom put up 32 points in 18 <laughs> goals and 14 assists. Just some very familiar names for some of these forwards, but from the Fresno Monsters once again at number two. 03 out of Sweden, Emil Louv put up 33 points, six goals, 27 assists in 13 games played. That is a crazy number of assists. Um, but meanwhile, we're going to go to number one. Who is the number one forward of the month, Chris? Well, we just heard a couple of players there from the Swedish quartet. The whole Swedish quartet gets mentioned on this episode because we've already mentioned three, and here comes the fourth one. Should come as no shocker here. But it's going to be Noak Person, the 03 from Soleftia, Sweden, from the Fresno Monsters, in 12 games played, putting up 24 goals and 19 assists. Now, I will say the Swedish quartet, uh, and particularly the forwards here, uh, put up some pretty staggering numbers this month. And I will say we don't generally just pick based off of stats, but if you watch them play and you watch the way uh, in particular, Noak person can move with the puck. This is, and not only that, just the smart, smart hockey plays. This is how he earns the forward of the month, not stats alone, um, but simply just he earned it this month based off his play. Incredible play, incredible skill. I think he missed a game this month as well, but well earned. I don't think he's ever, which is shocking. As I think back, I don't know if Noak person's ever earned. Um, a uh, forward of the month for us in the last couple of years. So this would be the wow. first one. So yeah, I'm, I'd have to go back through, but I don't ever recall. Uh, I know he's been listed pretty high a couple of times, but I just don't think he's ever 
um, officially been awarded it, but uh, earned it this month. Really, uh, you know, when everything rolled onto it and all the factors were included, he ended up number one and well-earned because, man, what a month he had not only on the score sheet, but just in, in terms of his play. So congratulations, Noak person. I mean, 24 goals is kind of just an absolutely absurd number. <laughs> yeah, picking a, He's literally picking up where Chris Moraldo left off last year. <laughs> well, just, yeah. That's not surprising to hear, but uh, the uh, as of the time of this recording, Fresno has finished their game tonight, and, uh, you know, Person had four points. Sostrom uh, had three. Louvre had a couple. So, not not shocking at all that that's that they're they're just keep on keep on rolling basically. <laughs> yeah, they do. Fresno is going to be a force to be reckoned with in that uh, Pacific Division this year. In terms of uh, you, you're going to have to, you know, much like uh, Vegas did last year, you're going to have to dethrone them in order to get to that uh, national championship. That's for sure. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be. And so before we actually move into the top 10 USPHL after dark goalies of the month for November, uh, I do want to actually, which I know I don't do often, list off some honorable mentions. Not honorable mention, but just a few honorable mentions. Just really amazing goaltending in the USPHL after dark this month. And after dark, for those that don't know it, that maybe you're new to the podcast, that's going to be the Northwest and Pacific divisions in the USPHL because the sun's gone down in basically every other part of the country by the time that these games even turn on. So <laughs> I do want to say that there's a few goalies that we will mention. And first one would be Sebald Debiak from the Lake Tahoe Lakers, stopped 139 of 166 this month. Devin Degenstein from Fresno, uh, stopping 152 of 173. And then Josh Henson, uh, who I think finished second on our list last month, uh, stopping 88 of 100 this month. I just think all three of those goalies uh, really played amazing this month. They were very noticeable, and the list was just – it was so hard to get down to a top 10 because, not kidding, 36 goalies put on the pads for these 12 teams this month. Lots of and lots of goalies uh, represented the 12 teams in the USPHL after dark this month. And so it really hurt taking it down to 10, but I figured those three at least deserved a uh, quick shout out here before we break into the top 10. Absolutely. Without a doubt. So saying, Oh yeah. No, I mean, seriously, so many of you were good this month that it really, I had to mention at least 13. No, lucky 13. People, the lucky 13. There you go. But yeah, so Sam, who are the Pigeon Hockey Top 10 USPHL After Dark Goalies of the Month for November? All right, we're going to start at number 10 from the Long Beach Shredders, the 0-2 from Chandler, Arizona, Aiden Patterson. Yeah, so Aiden Patterson, 98 of 107 shots this month for a 9-1-6-8 percentage in only two games played with oh a 1-1 one one record. That's 107 shots in two games. That's a lot. Yeah, and if he was in net tonight, because I don't think uh, he was in net earlier this weekend. I think it's been Hunter Krell in net this weekend so far. But uh, yeah, they've been they've been uh, Fresno is lighting up Long Beach uh, pretty pretty heavily this past weekend. So get those get those legs in ice and and maybe just take it easy for a couple of days. But <laughs> but yeah, Aiden Patterson number ten. All right, another not number nine, a familiar face. From the Rogue Valley Royals, the 03 from Laval, Quebec, Emile, Talfer, and Sill. 
Uh, ATA. So he stopped 91 of 98 this month for a 9298 percentage. And again, much like Aiden Patterson, in only two games with the one and one record. The fact that both these goalies are facing off about, oh, I would say on average, well, his was about average of 49 shots a game, and, and Aiden's was about 100 or not 100, 53, 54 shots a game. They earned their top 10 spots for sure. Absolutely. All right. And number eight. From the Vernal Oilers, the 04 out of Hungary, Levente Hegedus. I like how you said Hungary instead of trying to pronounce. Listen, you try to pronounce that, that city. That is just, that's way too many consonants. What am I looking at there? Ah, uh, let's see. I'm going with the Sezekis Ferivar. Sezekis Ferivar. I don't right, know. Uh, reach you out. Sound way better than I would. So that's fine. <laughs> just show me up, Chris. I, it's fine. It's I, the I, usual. <laughs> that's that is the yeah that's pretty much the longest uh city any of the goalies live in uh, in terms of uh letters it's what 15, it would have won scrabble that's for sure oh yeah if you put that word down i don't can you have a word that no no you yeah, get seven tiles so. <laughs> clearly chris has not played scrabble recently <laughs> no no my scrabble board has been locked in my storage unit in utah for two and a half years so okay uh, I, I will I won't be very wordy, but uh, he in uh, three games played, stopped 89 of 96 shots for a 937 save percentage and a 3-0-0 record. Nice. Sweep of the month for him. Uh, oh, yeah. At number seven, we got from the San Diego Sabres, the 05 from Chino Hills, California, Nicholas Perry. Yeah, Nicholas Perry stopped 133 of 147 shots this month for a 905 save percentage and three games played with an 0-2 record. At number six from the Casper Roughnecks, the 03 from Fitchburg, Wisconsin, Robert Alport. Yeah, 125 shots uh, stopped out of the 138 faced with a 906 record and four games played. He had a three and one record. Nice. From the Fresno Monsters at number five, the 04 out of Arnold, Missouri, Ethan Jordan. Yeah, Ethan had a great month, stopping 215 of 236 shots faced for a 911 save percentage in seven games played with a 6 0 record. Oh, man, he might be the guy who needs to ice up. My goodness. Um, <laughs> at number four from the Rogue Valley Royals, the 04 out of Brownstown, Michigan, Isaac Colossa. Yeah, Isaac had a great month as well. 138 shots stopped out of 151 faced for a 914 save percentage in four games played with a 1 2 record. Yeah, he made some some huge saves. Uh, who was the first series? I think we played Bellingham and uh, and Seattle that first weekend on the road, and he put up some big numbers there. Uh, at number yeah. three from the Bellingham Blazers, speaking of Bellingham, the 05 out of Surrey, British Columbia, a familiar face, Kai Rivas. Yeah, Kai Rivas stopped uh, 233 out of 250 shots this month for a 932 and four games played with a one and three record. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 233 of 250. In four games. In four games. Oh my God. Anyways, th- at number two, the penultimate from the Ontario Junior Reign, the 04 Australian slash Slovakian, Matus Trinka, I believe that's right. Yeah, Matus Trinka, 146 shots saved out of 154 shots for a 948 save percentage in five games played with a shutout and a 4 0 record. Nice. Great month for him. And then we got, last but not least, Chris, who is our Pigeonhole Hockey Goalie of the Month for November? Our Goalie of the Month is going to be the 03 from Delta, British Columbia, from the Bellingham Blazers, Rahu Sharma. 
154 of 162 shots. He stopped with a 9.51 save percentage in three games played and had an 0-3 record. But again, the uh, the 0-3 record isn't uh, indicative of, of how he played this month. 154 saves on 162 shots in only three games, and he still posted a 9.51 save percentage. If uh, you look at, at Sharma and Revis's, like, uh, again, Sharma 154 of 162, Rivas 233 of 250. Uh, these goalies are giving their, their team every possible chance to win. Every Absolutely. possible chance. The The records themselves don't count anywhere near as much as just how well these goalies are performing. I was watching the game, because again, we're recording this on December 2nd. I was watching the game last night, uh, which is the 1st of December, and I think Rahul Sharma was in that. My God, some of the saves he's making. Absolutely incredible. And I actually think I fell asleep to that game. Uh, I'm still dealing with jet lag coming back from Copenhagen, so I'm just falling asleep to just every other thing I can at this point. I've literally slept on the couch the last two nights, not, you know, not to any, you know, not arguing or anything. It's just I'm falling asleep watching the television, and it's like 7 30, 8 o'clock, and I'm out. I just, I'm not intending to fall asleep. I just, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, so, very understandable. Um, yeah, because you, you wake up at like four o'clock in the morning and you're like, huh, I'm here again. <laughs> I mean, just an incredible month for Sharma. And, you know, like you said, I mean, he gave up, he gave up three goals every time that he, he faced, he stepped on the ice, but he saved at least 45 shots every single time that he played. So, you know, talk about giving your team a chance. Like that's just an unbelievable month from Raul. Yeah, absolutely. And so well-earned, uh, you know, Pigeon Hockey Podcast, uh, goalie of the month for the USPHL after dark in November 2023. So well-earned. And, uh, yeah, I think um, that might be a great place to wrap this one up. Let your listeners have your day back. And I'm going to run back to trying to catch the second half of the worst college game I've seen all year. <laughs> and thank you for uh, bearing with us if you're still here through the, the rants and uh, flashbacks for Chris about uh, for <laughs> working conditions of the past. Uh, yes. The ghost uh, of Christmas good. past for him, possibly. Lit- well, yeah, uh, the ghost <laughs> of Christmas past. I won't start a new rant. I won't start a new rant. <laughs> oh, and st- instead, what I will say is that we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date. Uh, and that said, this is Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sam. Have a great day, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear crease. <laughs> <laughs>